Hello everyone, I'm Michael Martinez and welcome to my Sports Pack 12 podcast show. For you first time listeners, let me give you a little bit of my background, my sports background that is. I played college football at UCLA where I was a, a defensive nose tackle. I was also drafted out of high school by the Los Angeles Angels. I was a catcher, but I was drafted as a pitcher. So that just kind of gives you a little bit of a snapshot of my sports background. I've been doing radio now for for a number of years, and I enjoy it immensely. So I look forward to having my my, uh, podcast here on sportspack12.com website. And I hope you'll join me on a monthly basis to kick around some ideas, some thoughts, some comments regarding subject matters and and uh, I, I encourage you to send me any emails regarding your questions, comments, or concerns. All you need to do is go on to the sportspack12.com website, click on Contact Us, and shoot me the email in the mailbag portion. And I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. And I uh, really look forward to doing that. On my podcast shows, I'll be talking about a wide range of topics, of course, related to Pac-12 football and basketball, with a heavy emphasis on UCLA and and other Pac-12 topics that I find interesting, that I want to discuss with you, get your feedback, get your thoughts through the email uh, process, and really interact with you going forward for this 2020 season, 2020 season. basketball football season if we have it and anything else so like i said really looking forward to that so let's get started uh, today i'm going to the feature i'm going to feature my topic is the resurgence of the epic resurgence rather of the once fabled blue-blooded elite college basketball program and that is of course i'm talking about the ucla basketball program with the hiring of mick cronin uh, Mick Cronin had an outstanding year last year in his first year as uh, with his outstanding coaching staff as well. That is Darren Savino, Rod Palmer, and Michael Lewis. So we'll discuss that in greater detail as the show goes on. But I want to talk to you about a couple topics of interest right now and just kind of kick it around and, and uh, throw it out there. And I hope to get your feedback through the email uh, website, I mean the email uh, uh, venue on our sportspack12.com website. The first big topic, I think, is especially since we're talking about UCLA basketball, is the final decision by outstanding forward Chris Smith deciding to come back to UCLA for his senior year. I think that's a critical decision for the Bruins. That'll be that'll make it uh, the fact that the Bruins will have all five returning starters coming back for this coming basketball season under coach Mick Cronin and his staff. Chris Smith, of course, had an outstanding year last year. He was voted the Pac-12 Most Improved Player last year. He won that award. First time a UCLA basketball player has ever won that award in the Pac-12. And it was Chris Smith. Not only that, but he was voted to the first team All-Pac-12 conference uh, team. So Chris Smith was a vital component to the Bruins' very successful season last year, where they finished 19-12 and overall. They came in uh, second in the Pac-12 behind Oregon. The Bruins had a chance to at least have a tie for the first place in the last game of the year when they played USC at Galen Center. But Jonah Matthews, the guard for USC, hit a last-second three-pointer that just put a dagger in the Bruins' heart. Bruins end up losing a close one to the USC Trojans, therefore finishing in second place in the Pac-12 last year. Of course, they they were very much looking forward to the Pac-12 tournament where they had a they had a second seed and they had a first round first round bye 
in the Pac-12 tournament. But of course, that was nullified as well. And that was put on ice because of the COVID-19 situation that uh, that arose. And everything just kind of went sideways when that happened. So the Bruins finished the year strong last year under head coach, first head first year head coach my, uh, Mick Cronin and Chris Smith. A very, 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 very uh, important component to that equation of success is coming back for his senior year this year, which I think is a tremendous, tremendous uh, plus for the Bruins basketball team as i said earlier the bruin all five starters will be returning this year uh i think chris smith uh myself my own personal point of view with chris smith i think he uh, it's a great decision on his his part there's a few areas that he needs to improve on with more consistency being the biggest one his ball handling has been was questionable at times this year and his outside shooting was hot and cold uh so he needs to develop on some consistency playing Uh, a little bit better on outside shooting and ball handling and i think one more year under mick cronin will actually get him there and i think in my opinion with the uh with the kind of improvement that chris smith showed this year by winning the pac-12 most improved player i think if he continues on that kind of that path of improvement i think chris smith has a very good chance of possibly even being a lottery pick in next year's nba draft I really do. If he continues to improve like he did last year, uh, if you know, at, at least maybe a first-round draft choice. So, I think the decision of Chris Smith coming back for his senior year at UCLA is is good all the way around for the team, uh, for himself, and for his future. Uh, like I said, he was a major component to that success last year under Mick Cronin, who, by the way, in his first year at UCLA, was named Pac-12 Coach of the Year. In his first year in the Pac-12, but I'll get into that in greater detail as I go through these topics of interest with you. First, we'll get into Mick Cronin a little bit more later. Um, another topic I want to discuss with you, and please, by the way, shoot me an email regarding Chris Smith. What your thoughts are? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what, you, what your point of view is, and of course, I'll get back to you as quickly as possible through the email. Uh, but I look forward to getting those kinds of comments and questions from you. The next uh, question I have, or the point of interest I have, is um, this: this crazy college football season, uh, or no college football season at this point. Uh, the Power Five teams, you know, the ACC, the the Big 12, the SEC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12, have all been struggling back and forth whether or not to have a season, have a season, not have a season, and it's really been a, a, a very uh, a ten tenuous situation for all power five conferences at this point it looks like three of the five will have a season and they will start in september those three are the acc the big 12 and the sec so uh despite all the uncertainty of this covid 19 situation they're going to press forward they're going to go forward with a uh, with a season and they're going to start in september the uh the pac-12 and had had decided to have a season and only in conference season and they were projected to start on September 26th in fact the Bruins their opening game at the Rose Bowl was going to be against their arch rival the USC Trojans on September 26th that was going to be the first game of the year believe it or not but uh the Bruins and the Big Ten decided to back out they put it on ice they're going to uh they're going to wait until spring to possibly reconsider And even at that point, who knows what's going to happen? This has been such an unpredictable situation for all sports, whether it's college, whether it's amateur, or whether it's professional. It's just been a very, very peculiar situation. So, as of now, the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC conferences are all going forward with the season. Pac-12, Big 10 are not. Now, 
I think it's going to hurt the the Pac-12 in the Big Ten in the recruiting aspect of college football. I think the uh, the other three conferences are going to sell the sell the fact that they you know the football is critical to them. It's very important. Of course, top of mind for every conference and every team will be the health and the safety of the players, coaches, and everybody else involved in the football program. That'll be first and foremost, and they'll make sure they address that. But they're going to go forward. They're going to go forward with the season, and they're going to try and get it in. Uh, whereas the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are not. So if I'm a recruiter from one of those other three conferences, I, I, I recruit against that. I, I, I tell my recruit, listen, this is important to us. You know, we, we understand the, uh, the the dangers and, and the concerns health-wise of our players, and we're going to put in place a mechanism to make sure they are totally taken care of the right way. And if there are any issues, we will address them accordingly based upon our professional medical experts, and we'll get it done. Uh, but we're going forward. We're going forward with a, with a football season. Um, and they're going to recruit hard against that, whereas they're going to, it looks like the uh, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are a little bit timid, a little bit uh, reluctant because of uh, a little bit maybe overcautious. But uh, I think it's a I think it's going to be a, a good recruiting tool for the ACC, for the uh, Big 12 and for the uh, uh, SEC. So it'll be it'll be very, very, very interesting to see how all this all unfolds as the season goes on. Now, having said that, who knows? I mean, uh, you know, we can wake up tomorrow and uh, the medical situation with COVID-19 may have gotten so bad, have gone sideways so drastically that the ACC and the Big 12 and the SEC will have no choice other than to pull back their decision, put them, put it on ice as well and decide in spring whether or not there's going to be a football season. So it's so, so up in the air right now. But I think those, those, that topic is very, very concerning to everybody across the country. Everybody is, is, uh, is, is chomping at the bit to get football going, to get sports going again, especially in the college level. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's, um, I think it's going to be a, um, critical that uh, something gets done this year, whether it's during the fall season or what's during spring. Now, of course, if it's during spring, then the big question becomes, can you put college players, young, these young teenage men, young men, teenagers, most of them, um, back in and yet expect them to have a start of football season in 2021 in the fall season, ending it in spring, uh, ending their previous season in spring? It's a big question mark. I don't know about the health, health situation on that, pressing that forward, if it's going to be too much for these young guys. So there's a lot of still unanswered questions in this big big scenario um but nonetheless first and foremost top of mind is is got to be these kids the players the coaches and everybody involved in those programs their health and their safety has got to be top of mind the main concern and has to make sure that's taken care of but um everybody's dying to have a season myself included it's uh you know it's just been too long and it's been too uh, too idle for a lot, in, a, in a lot of different ways so hopefully they get that worked out uh, i'm anxious to see whether the acc the big 12 and the sec will actually get it done and uh we'll go from there and then of course as i said earlier whether the pac-12 and the big 10 actually have a season starting in the spring of 2021 big question mark big question mark but those are the two top topics of interest I wanted to, I wanted to throw out there to you and and I look forward to your feedback like I said just shoot me a comment shoot me an email shoot me your question um, sportspack12.com click down the contact us drop down and shoot me your uh, your information there and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible as I said 
So getting back to the to the topic at hand, the main topic at hand, which is the uh, resurgence of this uh, UCLA's Blue Blood basketball program now with the hiring of uh, head coach Mick Cronin and his staff of Darren Savino, Rod Palmer, and Michael Lewis. It's just been a tremendous, tremendous uh, plus for the UCLA basketball program. You know, when UCLA started the search for their new head coach, it was uh, kind of wild and wooly. Of course, UCLA went after the marquee names, okay? The marquee names at the time that that were being thrown around were, of course, uh, 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 John Calipari from Kentucky, who is uh, just a renowned, uh, tremendous college basketball coach and has been for many, many years. There was the Bruins went after him hard. There was a talk of Tony Bennett over at University of Virginia, who had coached previously in the Pac-12 at Washington State and had a lot of success there. And then, of course, he got the head job at Virginia and has done, uh, of course, they were the last year's national champions at Virginia under Tony Bennett. So the Bruins, you know, they, they wanted to make a play to him for him as well, but uh, to no avail. Tony Bennett ended up staying at University of Virginia. Um Another name that uh, was thrown out there was Rick Barnes from the University of Tennessee, who was an outstanding coach. He came from University of Texas over to Tennessee, did well there. There were some issues there with the buyout situation, and uh, it didn't work out. Rick Barnes wasn't able to make the transition to UCLA, although the UCLA had expressed a strong interest. And there seemed to be an interest on Rick Barnes' behalf to come to UCLA, but nonetheless, it didn't work out. Another name that was thrown out there was uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Dixon. Jamie Dixon, of course, uh, previously coach, was the head coach at Pittsburgh University. And then he left there and went to TCU, where he played his college basketball at TCU. And Jamie Dixon might have been a really great fit for the Bruins from the standpoint that he's a Southern California boy. He grew up in Southern California. He went to Notre Dame High School, which is in Sherman Oaks, California. So he is extremely uh, comfortable with the uh, the landscape of California and the recruiting of California. He grew up here. Um that was a that could have been a, a, a ideal fit for the Bruins getting Jamie uh, Dixon to come back home, but once again the buyout situation didn't uh, didn't occur, didn't uh, trans transpire, and uh, Jamie Dixon ended up staying at TCU. And throughout all of this ordeal, though, throughout all of this search for the Bruins' new head basketball coach, Mick Cronin, of course, name was in the mix, but it was you can say it was at the bottom of the mix barely mentioned it wasn't being thrown around in the media attention uh, but Mick Cronin was in the mix of course he had tremendous success at University of Cincinnati and at Murray State as a head coach you know Cronin comes here with a with a career with a coaching career that's just outstanding I mean uh, Mick Cronin is only one of six current head coaches to have taken his team his team's to nine straight NC2A tournaments. Nine straight. Let me repeat that. Nine straight to two to nine NC2A tournaments. Uh, he holds himself in uh, in great company. There's only the other uh, five coaches that have done that or uh, come with uh, with a tremendous cachet and tremendous uh, success in their college careers on the college level. And that, of course, is John Calipari at uh University of Kentucky. That is Mark Few of Gonzaga. That is um, uh, Roy Williams of North Carolina. That is Bill Self of Kansas. And uh, the uh, fifth and last one is Tom Izzo of Michigan State. 
Those other coaches are the only other coaches that have led their teams to nine straight NC2A tournaments. And Mick Cronin is right in that mix. So he holds himself with a lot of heavyweight uh, success there. So Mick Cronin comes with a, with, 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 with a mindset of he's known for his laser focus and toughness and discipline, his tenacious defensive teams. He preaches that, that, that fire competitiveness within himself as a coach, which is extended to the type of teams that he has coached throughout his career, mainly at Cincinnati and murray state now he had great tutelage he had great mentors he coached he was an assistant coach for under rick patino for many years he was also assistant coach for uh, bob huggins at cincinnati for for many years so he has a uh, he has a background of a lot of great uh, coaches to follow of course mick Cronin also was a university of cincinnati alumni so you know he coached uh, he coached 13 years at cincinnati Great success. Um, you know, his, 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 his best quote is, no, I remember when he came to UCLA and he's been in an interview, someone asked him about playing defense and, and playing, uh, uh, playing whistle to whistle, meaning playing hard. And he says, you know what? My comment to that is real easy. If you don't play hard, you don't play for me. And if you don't play defense, you don't play for me. It's not an option. It's not, uh, please, can you? It's either you do or, or you're not playing. So that's the kind of toughness and that's the kind of mindset that UCLA needed um, under former head coach Steve Alford, you know, uh, they, defense was null and void. There was no defense. Uh, Steve Alford's teams depended on outscoring other teams, um, you know, which was exciting and fun to see all the high scoring. But the defense was just something that left left to be desired. And that's basically the reason why Steve Alford, you know, uh, wasn't, wasn't kept. He couldn't get over that hump. He couldn't coach defense. He can coach offense, but he sure as heck could not coach defense. So... With Mick Cronin coming over and his defensive mindset and his defensive uh, philosophy and his his toughness and his and his tenacity and and he's a, an extreme fierce competitor and that just emanates throughout his teams that he's coached and he brought that to the UCLA well as well in this first year of course like I said they uh, they started out horribly um, uh, they were one in three going one in three early in, in Pac-12 conference play and they ended up finishing in second place and heck just one shot away from possibly a tie for first place in the Pac-12 if it wasn't for that USC last second shot the last game of the year so everybody's excited for Mick Cronin I think Mick Cronin is the exact exactly what the doctor ordered for UCLA basketball program uh, it's just been a little too lackadaisical a little bit too soft in the past they needed that injection of toughness of competitiveness of the take no prisoners type of attitude and Mick Cronin absolutely brings that to the fore with his uh with his coaching style um of course it it helps he has an outstanding staff you know as I said earlier Darren Savino who's been with Mick Cronin for 30 he's going into his 13th year with Mick Cronin as an assistant he was an assistant with Mick Cronin at Murray State and then he followed Mick Cronin over Cincinnati where he was an assistant there as well uh, just a tremendous teacher uh, Rod Palmer who basically out of high school he's a local kid went he got a scholarship to UCLA played there for the first couple of years at UCLA in the 80s and then he uh, finished his basketball his college basketball career over at UCI University of California Irvine but um, you know has a lot of coaching experience San Diego State and various other places and of course Michael Lewis a former University of Indiana player and comes with a lot of cachet as well as far as 
experience and coaching ability. So he has an outstanding staff that has just, which of course reflected on the on the continual improvement week in and week out throughout the basketball season last year. Uh, so it, the the future is bright for UCLA. It, it looks like. Uh, Um, you know uh, they're gonna uh, finish. Uh, fin- they're they're picked. In my view, they're picked in the top three of this coming basketball season. If there is a basketball season, uh, Mick Cronin has has recruited extremely well in his first years. As a matter of fact, you know his first uh, recruit out of the gate was Dashen 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 Nix. Okay, the five-star point guard who had committed earlier in the year. Um, To UCLA, and that would have been a big, big get for UCLA since uh, Tiger Campbell was the only true uh, point guard UCLA had last year, and he really wore himself out as a redshirt freshman. And it was in, it was critical that UCLA get another point guard to you know have that combo of two point guards throughout the year. But and they had thought Mick Cronin had thought Deshaun Nix would be the guy, but Nix pulled out the last second, decided to sign with the G League uh, professional, make some money. Uh, and that's fine. You can't uh, you can't uh, be critical of any young man wanting to take care of his family and, and financially. So he went on to the G League, and and the Bruins have left without a, uh, a point guard yet. Okay, but they've had they've inserted two critical components to that equation, the recruiting equation. They're getting a transfer Johnny Juzang, the transfer from Kentucky, who's coming over. In fact, he's coming back home. He's a Southern California boy as well. He went to Harvard Westlake High School in Studio City, California, just probably half an hour away from UCLA campus. So Johnny Juzang will be coming back, and he has been he has been uh, allowed to play immediately eligibility. So he's going to be able to to play. This year, and he'll be a, uh, a sophomore. That's a tremendous asset now, especially with Chris Smith. They projected him possibly leaving, going to the NBA, but uh, and now Johnny Juzang would have filled that spot perfectly. But now you got both of them. You got Chris Smith and Johnny Juzang. So that's a huge get uh, for the Bruins, as well as having uh, Jalen Clark, the uh, incoming freshman, uh, the young man from Rancho Cucamonga, who's just a tenacious defender. Um, yeah, you know he's going to fit that that tough mindset of playing defense and playing with uh, fierce competitiveness that Coach Cronin pe- preaches and the kind of players he likes to uh, he likes to recruit. So it's looking all good for the Bruins in this coming 2020-2021 season, if there is a 2020-2021 season. Um, so that that kind of the that really, in my view, I've said this to a friend offline. I said, in my view, and this is only my own my own personal point of view, I think the hiring of Mitch Mick Cronin will be the second greatest hire for the UCLA basketball program in the history of UCLA basketball. And of course, the first and foremost was uh, the great John Wooden, who nobody will ever surpass on the professional level or a college level. He is perhaps the greatest coach ever in any sport, but I think Mick Cronin is the perfect fit for UCLA. I love his his attitude. I love the way he teaches. I love the way he coaches. I love his discipline. I love his mental and and physical toughness that he projects to his players. And uh, it took a while for the UCLA but basketball program to adjust this year, but they adjust they did, and boy they. Uh, They uh, they reap the benefits coming in second, as I said, in the Pac-12 this year, and uh, really looking forward to a possible NCAA tournament uh, invitation until this COVID-19 thing hit and everything went sideways. So, to sum it all up, Mick Cronin, in my view, is the perfect coach at the perfect time for the UCLA basketball program, and I think he will absolutely 
uh, infuse and, and, and bring to life again the, the resurgence of the, the, the blue-blooded great UCLA basketball program that was for many years under head coach John Wooden, who of course won 10, 10 of 12 titles okay, in the 60s and the 70s. 10 of 12 titles. I mean, that was incredible, Coach John Wood. No one will ever replace what he was able to uh, to accomplish. But I think Mick Crone is perfect. I think he I think he's going to uh, bring UCLA basketball program to 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 greater heights than it has been in many years. And I expect Mick Cronin to be a, a top-notch uh, uh, coach throughout ba- college basketball this coming year and many years to come at UCLA. You know, the one knock against, or not, well, the one major knock against Mick Cronin as a head coach is tournament play. He's only 6-11 and 11 in tournament play. Now, he's only been, he's never made the Elite Eight. He's never made the Elite Eight. And he's only made the Sweet 16 once at Cincinnati in 2012. So that's a little bit of a knock against Mick Cronin. They say, you know, he can get there. He, he's able to have successful seasons. But he has difficulty in tournament play. Now, looking at that picture, though, Mick Cronin has gotten to where he's gotten with players that are um, more or less blue blood players. Guys that are tough-minded, physical, play whistle-to-whistle, play hard uh, for two halves and never quit. He hasn't really had access to the four or five-star players like he has has, has access to here at UCLA just because of the UCLA culture and tradition of basketball. And there, there's an, an example of that is in his recruiting. He's already recruited some four or five star players um, uh, out of the gate. Okay, just because, you know, not just because, but Mick Cronin, of course, and his staff is is a major reason. But UCLA, the name UCLA, the four letters across the jersey, UCLA. Initially, he had the five star uh, point guard, Deshaun Nix, but at the last minute, Nix decides to go G League. Uh, you know, and then he, and then of course, he just recently just announced for the 2021 class, this young kid from Long Beach Poly High School here in California, uh, Peyton Watson, who was a five star forward. Five stars, small forward. Um, of course, you have Johnny Juzang coming back from Kentucky, who out of high school was a four-star uh, player, and uh, you know Jalen Clark, the kid coming coming in this year from Rancho Cucamonga, who's a four-star uh, uh, guard. So right there, his first three, you know, Willie McClendon, the kid, the kid in 2021 class, along with Peyton Watson, who was also a four-star player out of Las Vegas. Tough-minded defensive player, same type of guy that uh, Coach Cronin looks for. So, by the mere fact that Coach Cronin brings his successful coaching record with him, and now that he's at UCLA and and, and, and can sell UCLA as as a as a whole package in his coaching uh, style and his coaching success, I think it's a it's an absolute great formula for top-notch basketball at UCLA once again. So I'm excited to see the uh, UCLA basketball program and where it goes from here. Uh, I think Mick Cronin, as I said earlier, was uh, in his first year, was named Pac-12 Coach of the Year. Uh, so it's all good. I think it's going to be all good for the UCLA basketball program. I really look forward to seeing the, pro- the progress uh, going forward. You know, which is it, which it, here's interesting. This is a reflection of Coach Cronin. In a way, a lot of these guys that Coach Cronin inherited when he got here, the team. But for the first time since 1977-78 year, the first time that the UCLA basketball roster does not have one McDonald's All-American on it. Okay? Not one. I mean, last year's team. Not one. So uh, that's pretty interesting and for uh, Coach Cronin to be able to accomplish what he accomplished. So that just reflects his, his coaching, his coaching ability, his coaching success, and his staff as well. 
So there you have it. Uh, there's my uh, main topic of discussion. I'm, I would love to hear your feedback and get your comments and, 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 uh, and what your viewpoint is. You think I'm right? think I'm wrong? You think I'm crazy? You think I'm not? Whatever. I'm just very curious to hear your feedback. And like I said, all you do is go to sportspack12.com. Click on the Contact Us uh, drop-down button and shoot me your email of uh, whatever you'd like to discuss, and I'll get back to you as quickly as possible. So that'll be it from me, for me. Uh, I'm, once again, I'm Michael Martinez, and I look forward to having you uh, speaking again on uh, next month in September on my, my next show, and we'll go from there. So you ha- have a great week. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, from SportsPack12.com, we will see you again next time. Take care.